Well, good morning. It is Wednesday, July the 5th, in the year of our Lord, 2023. I'm J.D. Walt, and this is your wake-up call. Beginning today with our prayer of consecration. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Jesus, I belong to you. I lift up my heart to you. I set my mind on you. I fix my eyes on you. I offer my body as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to you. Jesus, we belong to you. And we're praying in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our reading today is entitled, Why the Mind Must Lead the Heart in the Matter of Transformation. And our text is Romans 12, verses 9 to 13. Hear the word of the Lord. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. It's the word of the Lord. Now consider this. As the Jesus Manifesto continues, also known as Romans 12, I get further and further behind. Friends, this is an endless all-you-can-eat buffet and then some. Let's stay connected, though, to the root call to action. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. That's Romans 12.1. We so often think of spiritual acts of worship as being invisible things like deep, warm, and fuzzy feelings toward God that lead to going to church and singing and stuff like that. And to be sure, these are good, but the text doesn't go there. The most spiritual thing in the world is the most physical the offering up of our very flesh and bones bodies. Real worship is an everyday ground-level phenomenon. If verse 1 is the call to action, verses 2 through 21 show us what it looks like when the view of God's mercy becomes a visionary life. The essential movement happens in verse 2. 
do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What is the pattern of this world? In short, it is the mind of Adam. Remember our earlier work on this point with the A form, the upside down V. You can look back and find that in our earlier readings in Romans 5. The renewed mind is the mind of Christ, depicted in the V form. When a human being begins to be transformed from the mind of Adam to the mind of Jesus, their life becomes a burning fire of glory to God. Look where this goes. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. As we let go of the old self, corrupted by Adam, and take hold of the new self, transformed by Jesus Christ, we become less and less self-centered and more and more Christ-centered. And as we become more Christ-centered, we become more and more others-oriented. We become living beacons of the love of God for other people. Put simply, this is the will of God, to love God with all we've got and to love others as we love ourselves. This is a visionary life, a life inspired by the mercy of God. In this miraculous way of life, the more you give, the more you have to give. A final point. Note how we are talking about the mind rather than the heart here. Both matter deeply, but in the matter of transformation, the mind is the real battleground. The heart will follow the mind. The focus of our eyes will follow the fixation of our heart. And all of this is the pathway to the offering of our physical bodies. It's why every single day in our prayer of consecration, we lift our hearts to Jesus and we set our minds on him. Then we fix our eyes on him and the offering of our bodies follows. All of this is what it means to be spiritual, to worship God in spirit and truth. This is what we were made for. This is who we are becoming. And yes, this is the long game we are playing. The Prayer Abba Father, thank you for the way you have made us to worship you, and in worshiping you to be delivered from self-centeredness and set free to love others. Thank you for the visionary life of mercy who is your Son, Jesus. Open the eyes of our hearts to really see Jesus. Holy Spirit, would you continually orient and reorient us into this life for which we were made, to not conform to the pattern of the world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We want this for ourselves and our families 
and our churches. We want it for the sake of our neighbors and our cities and the world. We're praying in Jesus' name. Amen. And the question, who in your past and present life would you identify as living this visionary and inspired life of love for God and others? Beacons of the miraculous mercy of God. Do you want to become this kind of person? Are you getting a better picture of how real transformation happens with the mind, heart, eyes, and body? And for our hymn today, we're going to sing one of the great Charles Wesley hymns. Rejoice, the Lord is King. Kind of fitting to sing it after the 4th of July, you know, that day when, <laughs> when America when America rose up and said, we will have no king but Jesus. Number 277 in our seedbed hymnal, our great Redeemer's praise. We'll sing all four verses. Let's sing it with, uh, with gusto it calls for. Rejoice, the Lord is king, your Lord and king adore. Rejoice, give thanks, and sing, and triumph evermore. Lift up your heart, lift up your voice, rejoice again, I say, rejoice. Jesus the Savior reigns, the God of truth and love. When he had purged our stains, he took his seat above. Lift up your heart, lift up your voice, rejoice again, I say, rejoice. His kingdom cannot fail, he rules o'er earth and heaven. The keys of earth and hell are to our Jesus given. Lift up your heart, lift up your voice, rejoice again, I say, rejoice. Rejoice in glorious hope, Jesus the judge shall come and take his servants up to their eternal home. We soon shall hear the archangel's voice, the trump of God shall sound. Rejoice! Wow, that's rousing. Thank you, Charles Wesley. Rejoice, the Lord is King. Well, gang, it's Wednesday. I promise you, I've been promising an update on the on the Gillette Methodist Church. Guys, I mean, if you saw those fireworks on the 4th of July, that's what happened on Sunday at the Gillette Methodist Church. It was such a blessing to be there. This church welcomed me with open arms we had a packed house and uh 
you know, I stepped into their order of worship that they've been using for, I don't know how long. It was great, but it was new for me. So I kind of feel like maybe I made it a little bit of a goat rodeo trying to amble my way through it. Make uh, made the announcements to start with, and and then we sang, and I had to. I did the children's sermon, guys. There were five little girls down front, which is probably good that there were no boys because I actually took matches and did my children's sermon with fire. So um, that was fun, and then uh, we had the sermon and. Then we had communion. It was the first Sunday of the month. And then we had uh, a potluck lunch. This place is famous for their potluck luncheons, and everybody enjoyed fellowship together. Um, I can't think of a better beginning. And this was the... Uh, the first Sunday that they had actually celebrated as the Gillette Methodist Church, a congregation of the Global Methodist Church. We had a, a really good prayer time in the service where we thanked God for the United Methodist Church and extended our blessing to that body of believers and, and extended our peace there as we're launching out into this new kingdom venture that's called the Global Methodist Church. And um, so that's a very hopeful uh, move that's underway. This is a church of all ages. Uh, it was a multi-race presence in the house yesterday, which was a blessing. This little town, Gillette, Arkansas, you know, it's six about 600 people maybe, one square mile of this earth, and um, the church, I don't know what, how many members they have. They usually have, I don't know, 40 or 50 in worship. We probably had over 100 yesterday. I looked out, my sisters were there, and my niece, and my, of course, my parents, and my cousin Lee was there who I've written about so much with my farm series back there last year. And uh, some old friends showed up. It was truly a blessing. And now we're getting ready for next Sunday. You know, just like the daily wake-up call just keeps coming day after day after day. Now it's going to be Sunday keeps coming week after week after week for me as the preacher of this church. But I'm thrilled to be here, and I told them, I'm like, guys, we're sowing for a great awakening. I'll tell you another quite interesting story tomorrow or the next day, but uh, that's a good place to close out for, for today. And I really want to thank you for your prayers. It's been quite uh, all over the universe month for me. I've been all over the place and had some marvelous time with my children and my boys, David and Sam, they're in Puerto Rico this week. We're praying for them. So, uh, yeah, it's a big summer, and I'm happy to be sharing in it with you. I know it's a big summer where you are, too, so I'm praying for you. Let's get our seeds, guys. There's, there's lots of ground out there we need to be sowing. The love of God, the mercy of Jesus Christ, it's 
It's He's ready to pour it through us every step of the way. I will be looking for you out there on the field. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Wall. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.